If you dig the twisted, admire the outlandish, and are enamored by the unusual, you're in the right place. True crime, the supernatural, the unexplained, now you're speaking our language. If you agree, join us as we dive into the darker side. You know, because it's more fun over here. Welcome to Total Conundrum. Warning, some listeners may find the following content disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. (laughs) Hey there, Conundrum crew. Jeremy and Tracy in the studio. And today's a special one. We've got a special treat for you in this episode. That's right, Jeremy. We're diving into the deep end of weirdness, exploring conspiracy theories, flat earth notions, supernatural, and the unexplained. Hold on to your tinfoil hats, folks, as we interview Kevin from Where the Weird Ones Are podcast. And you know what's not a conspiracy? The fact that we want you to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. If you're cruising through Apple or Spotify, drop us a five-star rating and let us know what you think. We love hearing from you, our fellow truth seekers. Absolutely. And speaking of truth seeking, we've got some podcast pals to shout out this week. We're trading trailers with the hilarious One Nothing podcast and the mysterious Murders and Mimosas. Check them out. It's a podcast exchange extravaganza. Now let's get back to business. We've got the usual suspects, conspiracy theories and flat earth beliefs. It's like a cosmic roller coaster, and we're here for the ride. We'll be back after these messages. Are you struggling with a lack of access to captivating entertainment and media? Are you faced with constant judgment and ridicule from friends and family for your inability to respond appropriately to sensitive situations? If this sounds like you, you might be suffering from being emotionally dead inside. But it's not too late to make a change. One Nothing Podcast is a newly available treatment for being dead inside. Taken just once every two weeks, One Nothing could make a world of difference. By combining carefully measured dark humor to the amazing original formula of grisly fatalities, One Nothing Podcast has successfully entertained thousands of people suffering from death inside. And with access across all podcast platforms, treatment has never been more readily available. But don't trust my word. Here's some real-world testimonials from a few of our listeners currently undergoing treatment. From consistent doses of One Nothing Podcast, my posture has greatly improved due to being kept on the edge of my seat. The One Nothing Podcast comes on, everybody be like, shut the f*** up. I'll be quiet. But when the episode's over, I'll be talking again. Oh my gosh, buddy. I used to be on so many medications for blood pressure. And then I listened to One Nothing Podcast's episode on Kitty Genovese, moved into an apartment on my own, and haven't needed it since. That one really got my blood pumping. You know, listening to One Nothing Podcast, I'm I'm not constipated anymore. I'm just full of shit. So what's stopping you from great entertainment? One Nothing Podcast is not intended for all audiences. Listeners under 18 years of age should obtain permission from your parent or guardian before downloading. Tell your therapist if you're predisposed to whining, complaining, leading podcasts poorly, being overall combative, or being easily offended, as One Nothing Podcast might not be right for you. 
So stop letting great content pass you by. Talk to your therapist today to see if One Nothing Podcast is right for you. Hey, everyone. We have Kevin from Where the Weird Ones Are with us today. Yeah. Hey, Kevin. How are you? I am peachy. I'm running on three hours of sleep. I had to work this morning and now I'm drinking some kombucha for I don't know why, but I decided to drink it. But (laughs) other than that, I'm doing perfectly fine. My son makes that stuff and it just the whole whole mother thing just kind of grosses me out. (laughs) (laughs) When you see that in a jar, it looks like otherworldly. <laughs> if you don't uh, drink it fast enough, it can uh, come back to life. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've had it. It's very vinegary. Yes, but it's I can't drink a lot of it. But it's it's not bad on occasion. Mm-hmm. But uh, so why don't you tell us about your podcast and tell us where to find you? Of course, of course. Um, so it is called where the weird ones are. I started it almost, I think it'll be two years in April. Um, it was really slow going at first, but it picked up probably around November of 2022. And it's been, uh, off the walls ever since. And it's been fun. I've been able to meet a lot of people like yourselves um, and everybody's so welcoming and, and stuff, but, um, it's a conversational based podcast based on guest experiences with, you know, the paranormal, which, I mean, I know cryptids and, and aliens kind of fall under the realm of paranormal, but I like to say, I, I like to call like the aliens and cryptid stuff, like supernatural. So I say paranormal, supernatural experiences, and I dive into uh, conspiracies here and there. And I like to try and like, uh, depending on the guest, I try to uh, pick their brains on conspiracies and see how they feel about them, some of them too. And I touch on a lot of mental health because, you know, when you have these kinds of experiences, a lot of people like they, they think they've gone crazy and they're like, nobody's going to believe me. Um, so like, the the basis of the podcast is to let people know that you know they're not alone and you know um if they're they want to tell their story as publicly um like i have an unbiased ear just because i've experienced a lot of things in my life as well so i know what it's like um there's one story that i have that i feel like people are just like eh, you're probably lying but to me it's real i really experienced which one is That's that? I, um, I ran into uh, mushroom people when I was 10. I was just telling Jeremy about that story. And because um, I've listened, I binged your podcast um, a while ago. I think I'm a couple weeks behind now because I started listening to the suspended sentence, trying to spread the love around. And um, but so I binged all the way up. Man. Because I think it was just a couple weeks ago I stopped listening, not stopped listening, but started listening to, you know, one of the other ones. But um, so I'll go back and catch up again once I get done with theirs. But that story is crazy. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Uh, Yeah. So when I was when I was little, I had um, I used to wear glasses 
um, for the reason that people wear glasses is because you need them uh, to see. And um, I was about 10 and my sister and I used to pretend uh, that we would, we would go out in the woods and pretend we were hunting monsters of some kind or aliens. And we uh, had asked my mom if we could go out because we were supposed to go somewhere. And I can't remember where, where we were going. But anyway, she granted us permission to go outside. She was just like, don't be outside too long. We got to get going soon. So there was a light dusting uh, snow outside. So it was just a very thin layer of snow over the ground. And we were walking around in the woods pretending like making up a story as we're walking around of some kind and I just we're walking and I just feel uh not feel but I see my eyes like it it was almost like I walked into like blue plastic of some kind this like this like blue tint came over my eyes and then all of a sudden all the uh snow was gone and right in front of me probably about 10 somewhere between 10 to 20 feet was um a little village of mushroom people and they're stoking a fire in the center of this little village and now they're like three inches tall they're and they're on i mean they look like they would have if you didn't like take two glances at it and you're just will happen to walk by and catch it out of the corner eye you probably would have thought it was a patch of mushrooms you know what i mean like right. they were they didn't look like people like toad does from mario they literally are just they were just mushrooms and they were just moving around like they were people and they had like there was a little huts made of bigger mushrooms and there was mushroom huts going up and and like uh like little ladder looking things going up the side of, of the trees and i was just like what am i looking at and i feel this tap on the back of my head now it didn't it didn't hurt it and um, it wasn't like super forceful, but for whatever reason, my glasses just fell off my head and there's something, on, I feel something on my shoulder. So I turned my head to look at my left shoulder and there's a mushroom on my shoulder <laughs> and ethically he's, he or she says, you don't need those. And I'm like, my glasses. And it goes, yes. And I was like, and then like right after it said, yes, it like, all of a sudden, it was it was like a snap of the finger. Uh, the mushroom was gone, and my sister was standing there. She's like, are you all right? And I was like, uh, uh, I just lost my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, leaps into action to try and help me find these, gla- these glasses, and she ends up stepping on them and crushes them. And then immediately, I went into panic mode. I forgot all about the experience. And I rushed home to tell my mother about my broken glasses and she's like well you have an appointment in a couple weeks i'm not going to buy you a new pair because if you need a new prescription you know i'm just going to have to buy another pair anyway so i had to like suffer for a while um with no glasses and then i was getting my we went to the doctors for the eye test and my doctor is uh look, overlooking the the chart and he just kind of you know how they have those they used to anyway i don't i haven't seen them uh, the uh, the past couple of years since i've been go- since i've gone but i don't go to the doctors very often anyway but <laughs> the dual looking things on the wheels that they've come in and sit on and he just like pushes away from 
the little desk that was in there and like turn and like swivels at the same time. He's like, you don't need glasses. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, your, your vision's 2020. Your vision's fine. It's perfect. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe wearing the glasses just kind of like strengthen them or something like, but he's like, it's kind of weird. And my mom was like, oh, like fucking so happy that she, <laughs> she didn't have to uh, buy her glasses anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, during, yeah, that, like, yeah. during that two week period without glasses, did you were you struggling to see at all or? Yeah, I was getting like constant migraines at first, um, but like not the whole time. Like, so one of the reasons why we even went to get new glasses to begin with was because I had I was getting like these severe migraines almost constantly. Okay. Um, and especially after like reading or or watching TV, I would end up you know just crying because my head hurt so bad, and I had to go lay down in a dark room and stuff so that's what prompted uh going to get my eyes checked to begin with okay but, um, yeah i yeah. love that story i've heard you tell it a few times on your podcast and like i said i was actually telling jeremy about it just the other day i was like oh my gosh he's got this crazy story of this little mushroom village that reminds me of like um the smurfs yeah, yeah. i got that too <laughs> everything you describe i just kept picturing just this, blue yeah the smurfs you know how they have their little mushroom houses and you know the, like the yeah. little ladders going up everywhere i kind of wanted to play their theme song <laughs> <laughs> but instead of having the little smurf guys little blue guys you had little mushroom guys which is crazy yeah. but like we the talking about going through the blue film, it's almost like you crossed over a veil or something or crossed through the veil of their world. Yeah, that's what I, um, I consider that part like the um, going through the portal, I guess, like yeah. the door or whatever. Um, and I don't know how else to like describe that, like that that thing other than being like what you know how like people set up uh the saram wrap across the doorway yes. and they call somebody, <laughs> oh, face first i knew it that's what that's the only like analogy i can come up with but like i wasn't walking in i didn't feel like anything on my face it was just like the the tint over my eyes right yeah i love that story I, that's why i was curious on which one that I mean, I can see how it'd be something hard for people to swallow, but it's something that you experienced. And obviously, I mean, you didn't have to wear glasses afterwards. So there's something there, you know. True. But That's so true. where can we find you on your socials? Uh, so I'm on Facebook, Instagram, um, at both as where the weird ones are. But Instagram's where underscore the weird ones are. When I was making the Instagram Somebody had already taken where the weird ones are. And I was like, what the heck? Because <laughs> uh, I looked before, because I when I was trying to decide the name of the podcast, I, I, I typed it in the, to Google to see if there's any other podcasts name, named it. And I came, went across a couple names. And um, I, I think the original one was I was going to do where the weird things are. Uh-huh. But there's a ass name that and then i came up with other names and then i went revisited like uh where the wild things are um i mean the yeah the 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 book yep and i have a hard time when i type your name 
like when we're in those chat groups and stuff, I think I've actually done that. Amanda, I think, called me out on that one day. She's like, are you talking about where the weird things are? I must have typed where the wild things are. And I'm like, yeah, I get Uh, I say it in my brain all the time. (laughs) um, Yeah, I I really wanted I really like like the 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 play on on that. And, uh, you know, and I tried the weird things first and um, there's a podcast on that. But and then I was just like, I was like, I, I think I did like two or three other names and they they were all taken as podcasts. And then I finally was like, well, let's try where the weird ones are and um, type that in. And there was no, no name for that as a podcast. And I was like, that's the one that's it. That's, that's, that's what I'm going with. And, uh, but Instagram, somebody just decided to, to pull that. So I put the underscore in after the where, but I also have, a uh, website which is where the weird ones are podcast.com um and people can reach out to me through that and stuff like that too and there's um there's a chat room on my website but you got to become a patreon member to get access to that bonus content yeah um and what else oh i'm on tiktok as kevin this is and uh as far as socials i think that's it Nice. I don't have uh, Twitter because I never understood Twitter from <laughs> even before called uh, X. So I handle I our try- Instagram. Jeremy does all the Twitter stuff. Yeah, I, don't I don't understand. Think anybody understands Twitter? <laughs> I don't understand yeah. Twitter at all. I've been thinking about getting getting on it now because, like, you can reach other. There's people that are only on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. not. They don't even or whatever because i use instagram mostly like i'm most active there so yeah we started on just facebook and i just could not get any traction going on facebook at all and then i ended up encountering amanda from one nothing in a facebook podcast group and she had talked to me about doing a trailer trade and stuff and i'm like yeah i'm down and so we started like chatting and then she's like you know she's like girl you got to get on instagram and i'm like i just have never done instagram i had an instagram but i never used it so i went out there created an instagram and that's how i found everybody you know like got into this great little community that we're in and like when all of the traction i would get from facebook was all like negativity and it was everybody all the other podcasters were out for themselves and they didn't want to help. It was like it was all about their growth. And the group that we have, we all grow together. We promote each other. We, you know, I love it. I love doing it. And we're working on this little story collab right now that I am so excited about. I can't wait for that to all come together. Yeah, me too. And you get to finish it up here shortly. Kevin's yeah. the last one. <laughs> excited. Yeah. So. I guess the writer muscles you do you do <laughs> and i think it was perfect that it ended that way because you you just recently created your own comic book too yep i wrote wrote i have it's not done yet it's an illustration right um, right now so yeah i, I thought I, about trying to uh i was thinking about maybe reaching out to your illustrator girl um i can't remember what her name is right now she's been on your podcast a few times yeah, her name's Emily. Emily. Uh, she goes by the 
art medium. Yes, that's right. That's right. Once it all comes together, I thought it might be kind of fun to actually have a book created for each of us that, you know, contributed to it. So, but I haven't, uh, I, I haven't fully gone, figured out how I want to go about it yet. So I might be reaching out to her. So, but well, anyway, should we get to the fun little get to know you questions that we have? I, I think so. Yeah. And I, I think we should start with the hardest questions first. Don't you? The hardest ones? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So Kevin, what's your go-to yeah. dance move when nobody is watching? And can you describe it? Uh, the sprinkler. <laughs> the, sprinkler. <laughs> the sprinkler. I love it. And <laughs> behind your head, and you stick the other arm straight out, and you just kind of like act like a sprinkler. You bring your face. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I do too. All right. So, if you were a superhero, what would your superpower be, and what would your superhero name be? Oh my goodness! That's a hard <laughs> one. Told you they were tough. Um, invisibility. Yeah. And my superhero name would be Kevin. <laughs> Love it. Just some random guy named Kevin. Just some random guy named Kevin. All right. So Just, yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna say you can't see him, and uh, he stops people from I don't know doing crime. I guess. There you go. <laughs> if your life had a theme song. That played every time you entered a room. What would it be? <laughs> the, these hard. Um, <laughs> shoot, man! I'm just glad somebody else is having to answer these questions for once, because Jeremy's been hitting me with them lately. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, Alpha and Omega by King Eight Ten. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's, I'm up. Uh, (laughs) if you could have any fictional character as your sidekick for a day, who would it be and why? Um, Batman, uh, because he could probably teach me all of his tech skills. Tech skills are awesome. (laughs) Jeremy and I used to be techies. Well, we're still techies, but we used to actually work in the field. Long, long um, time ago. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the podcast has been like a, a learning process. So because I was I'm, I was never good at any like computer stuff. So yeah, you definitely get challenged when you go into the whole podcasting thing. And the more you add, and yeah, I mean, even there's some days where you know we were both in the IT field for many years, and there's days that we look at each other and like, well, now what? <laughs> yeah, we we struggle every day, especially as video and audio. Yeah, that's been because we edit ours and that's been a big challenge with, well, there's, we bought these Ozbot, they're AI cameras that like follow you and stuff. And Jeremy's isn't working on his Mac. It's cutting out his audio and mine was working. And then the last video we tried to do, my audio was off and it just, it's been like a whole you know, we're like, we just need to spend a little bit more money and get better cameras. <laughs> Simplify. <laughs> All right. So the next one, if aliens visited Earth and you were the first person they encountered, how would you explain the concept of pizza to them? <laughs> uh, shoot. I would just uh, 
tell them that it's a salad. I don't know. Um, it's um, it's a it's it's warm and inviting is how I would describe it. Gooey, and say, gooey, gooey, gooey. Yeah, bite into it. You know. I like that. It's kind. It is kind of a salad. It's a conglomeration of a bunch of different goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you had to survive a zombie apocalypse with only three items from your kitchen, what would they be? This might be the toughest one. <laughs> Rolling pin, um, the kitchen knife, probably the food condenser, just like the base of it. <laughs> there you go. That was pretty good. <laughs> All right, next one. What's the weirdest food combination you enjoy that others might find strange? Uh, mus- mustard on a plain bagel. I mean, an onion bagel in an egg. I'll give you that one, yeah. yeah. Jeremy freaked out on me the other day. Not freaked out, but we had ordered uh, Instacart delivery, and I had them do just uh, a random pick of donuts from the bakery. And one of the yeah. donuts was maple with bacon on top. Raw bacon. It wasn't raw. It was cooked. It was just cold. Well, And he was just looking at me like I was crazy (laughs) that I was eating it. I'm like, it's really good. And he's like, no, no. (laughs) I'm like, try it. He would not try it. It was, he was freaking out on me. Like, he's like, that's cold bacon. I'm like, it's just like bacon bits, kind of. (laughs) Yeah, but cold. You have. I can't eat cold bacon. Ah, see. It's a texture what? thing. Nope. Yep. Definitely. Not even in a salad? No. No? no? Huh. No. Well, he tells me I eat weird things all the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> he won't do sushi. He won't do any of that stuff. He's a burger guy. <laughs> Burgers are good. Oh, yes. If he could eat them every day, he would. I would, yep. <laughs> Let's see. What's the next one? If you were a wizard... What spell would you cast on a daily basis just for fun? We're going Harry Potter on you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> zero gravity for the entire world is what I would do. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be a good one. Or something like that. Just randomly, everybody's like floating. Like, holy shit, what the hell's happening? <laughs> I like that. That's a great answer. All right. So the next one, which is a weird one. If you had to choose between fighting one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses, which one would you pick? <laughs> I liked this one. I did not. <laughs> um, I would pick the duck-sized horses. Okay. That's what I picked, too. I'm like, I could step on them. They'd be smaller. It'd be easier to defeat. <laughs> Because, you know, duck-sized ducks can still, like, peck and bite and stuff. And a duck-sized horse, what is that going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty safe there. And if you have a horse-sized duck, that's a big-ass beak and wings coming at you. (laughs) (laughs) It probably swallow you, you know? It grabs you right by the head of the beak and just tosses you up. And, like, then you're right down the hatch, you know? Yeah, down the goblet. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, that's I love I liked that one. Jeremy kind of looked at me funny when I found that one. I'm like, no, I kind of like that one. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna get into the real questions, the real good, the hot stuff. topics. Oh so boy, <laughs> we are gonna start off with going into the conspiracy theory stuff. 
Okay. Um, so how did you become interested in conspiracy theories and what motivated you to explore and discuss them on your podcast? All right. So it all started um, in a little town called Sanford, Maine. And uh, I was about 13 years old in seventh grade. And the year was 2001. And I watched on TV the World Trade Center uh, plummet to the earth. And I remember seeing this one segment back then, uh, this woman saying a pl- second plane had hit building two, and yet building two had not yet been hit. And um, then probably about 10 minutes after she said it, then the... Um, building had been struck so i started questioning the media first uh back then but i didn't really pay attention to it until 2020 and then i started diving down into these like uh these conspiracy theories i mean you know the the thing that won't go away from 2020 um that that kind of like opened my eyes to um a lot of things not that like um not that it's not a real thing. I, right. I just think characters at play that cause this thing to happen. Um, and then the more I look into things, the more um, the more I realize some things just don't add up. Yeah. Um, and I started listening to podcasts and the evidence that evidences of things that they, uh, were um highlighting and stuff i was like yeah you know you got a point you got a point and then when they started coming true uh and like in 2021 and 2022 um certain things like um you know holly weird like hollywood's weird as hell all (laughs) the people (laughs) there (laughs) (laughs) And, and there's there's a lot of symbolism for a lot of things too and um, like I don't recall a lot of them, but you know, it's the the one eye thing and and stuff like that. It's just uh, it's a uh, it's interesting and and uh, not that I'm a flat earther, but that one conspiracy is I find the most intriguing, just because like there's people that are like 100% flat Earth, and then there's people 100% globe. Uh, but I know that we never landed on the moon. So well, that's fantastic because uh, that's actually what this episode's really about. So <laughs> we're going deep on the flat Earth thing. Here. Yeah, Jeremy, I brought it up to him from listening to your podcast, and I oh. was like, "You should go down the rabbit hole of the flat Earth." And he's been like putting stuff together for a few months now, yeah. and. I was just like, oh, they were talking about this as being a theory, or they were talking about that as being a theory. And then he's like, this is infuriating because the flat earthers do not like give any, they just say, this is why, or this is what it is. And they don't give explanation. They don't back it up. And then I've been listening to him listen to like these scientists going against the flat earthers and, 
how heated these discussions get. And I'm like, somebody's going to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they get uh, heated and they start name calling. And it was quite yeah. hilarious listening to him listen to a lot of this stuff. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> but I knew you had the interest because that's one question that you ask most of your guests. Do you believe in the flat earth or do you believe the earth is flat around? And so we kind of wanted to do a little bit of, you know, put a little sprinkle of everything from here. You do the conspiracies and the the paranormal and all that stuff. So we wanted to kind of do a little sprinkle of everything for you. Yeah, all the fringe topics. Yes. All right. So the next question for you. From a psychological perspective, why do you think people are drawn to and believe in conspiracy theories? I feel like because... A lot of people have a hard time dealing with um, that this is all there is, and it causes them to look into things, and they find things odd and weird. Yeah, I think I think the reality of like what like working and going home every day, is, and that's it. You know, it causes people to uh, question uh, the things around them and why things are the way they are right well and then you've got the big basically it was like the world rebooted was it 2012 with the whole mandela effect and stuff Mm -hmm. i can't remember what year it was but they were saying something happened and i think it was 20 2012 i believe and how everything could just kind of what we knew changed (laughs) yeah they say uh we all died collectively in 2012 and ever since then we've been computer generated oh, that's so interesting so, well, <laughs> we live in the matrix we live in the matrix yeah. <laughs> um so in your opinion have certain conspiracy theories had a significant impact on historical events or public perception the jfk that's a big one assassination i think is is really big um you know because I mean, they just released CIA document or FBI documents on the situation, and um, it kind of alludes to the CIA uh, had an issue with John F. Kennedy, with JFK, and like the Kennedy family. Really, I mean, the Kennedy curse. Yeah, they're all they're all dropping like flies. You know, I was just listening to somebody's podcast on that, and I couldn't believe all of the family members that have just. I didn't even know about some of them. I was like, wow. And then their daughter that they did that lobotomy on and then just left her in that, you know, psych ward. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, RFK now, I have this weird feeling that, you know, something's going to happen to him, especially if he becomes like the, the Democratic nominee. You know, because even like you can be you can be left or right. It, I mean, it doesn't it really doesn't matter um, your pol- your political views. It's like the elitist or the 13 families or Illuminati or the Freemasons, whatever you want to call call them. Um, they're going to pick whoever they want, no matter who you're voting for. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. So like. um you know, if RFK gets the popularity vote and stuff like, I mean, Joe Biden's already a, is, is a puppet. He's not even himself anymore anyway. So, 
you know, if RFK becomes, you know, the number one, I I think he will be, I think something will happen to him on a pretty significant scale. Definitely. Do you ever hear about that Kelly Perry thing that happened on stage where she, Uh, Katie Katie Perry, Perry, yeah. Or the, when she's like, oh, master. Yes. I I don't feel, yeah. What do you think about that? Um, do, do you know who, um, what the heck is her name? She was a beauty pageant. Yes. Queen. She um, was a little girl. Oh my God. Jean Bonnet. Her last name. Ramsey. Jean Bonnet. Yes. yes. Uh, so there's a theory out there that, that she is Katy Perry. So there's the picture that's of her everywhere. It kind of looks like Ghislaine Maxwell is sitting right behind her. And then shortly after that, she goes missing there's no body anywhere or anything like that. And they can't find her. And then, you know, Katy Perry kind of like is, would be the age that she would be now. So in that, um, in that conspiracy theory, so in John Bonet Ramsey's story or in, from what I've heard of the story anyway, or the case, her, her father found her body in the basement and he brought it no, up. Was that incorrect? I'm pretty sure there was they they just found blood in the basement. Okay, because the story or the podcast that I've listened to on it, they said that they brought her up and then they DNA tested her underwear and then they found that she was killed by a what is it a garrot that what they spin or turn when they're strangling someone, but maybe the podcasts that I've listened to haven't been correct either. Yeah. Uh... Well, I'll have to dig into that a little bit. <laughs> I haven't done a story on her yet. From what I knew that they didn't find, um, they never found her body. Okay. Uh, but so like the, the theory was that she is Katie, that Epstein and Maxwell raised her to be uh, Katy Perry. But either way, even if that, I mean, that, that it's kind of far-fetched anyway. Um, even if they didn't find the body. Yeah, uh, I have heard of the theory of her being, I've heard that the the death was faked and that Katy Perry was actually her. I have heard that conspiracy before, but then I heard the one of her like blinking out during that concert or whatever, and I haven't seen the footage on that. I haven't watched the video on it, but... I'm like, that's really weird. <laughs> was it a big yeah. stage act or was it something that actually happened? Yeah. Um, that, so that they were saying that she, she was a robot because of the eye thing, right? And uh, that she might be AI generated and she was just <laughs> like I'm, all this uh, stuff. Um, and uh, the the master thing, like, I mean, they, the it's the going theory that like all these people who find like major success, not all of them, but a good majority of them had sold their soul to the devil essentially. And that's why they, they uh, get these amazing things, but the devil is not creative. That's why he can't create any blessings. He can only grant opportunities. And, um, and then once you, you get the opportunities, you yourself have to capitalize on them first of all and um where the hell was i going with this oh and then you get, <laughs> you get um eventually you have to pay 
with your soul. And then, you know, there's things that you have to do in order to, you know, stay relevant and stuff like that. And then you just kind of lose yourself. And that's what I think happened to uh, Katy Perry. She was kind of like she was having a meltdown. And I think she was honestly on stage publicly um, praying to her God. When you talk about the, you know, selling your soul and stuff, it makes me think of the show Supernatural with the going to the crossroads and <laughs> burying your the box or whatever and then making your wish with the... Making your deal with the devil. Yeah, with the demons or whatever. And then, what is it, 10 years later, the hounds of hell come and take you. Yeah. <laughs> that would be freaky. So, uh, yeah, that that is... Yeah, I love that show too. Uh, I loved and, that show. Um, but yeah, no, uh, right here it says it says that Jean Benet Ramsey was found. So, oh, did you find you it? Right. Okay. Yeah, I you thought right. she was in because her from what I remember reading so and I, hearing is her dad and he made his friend come with, and he just yeah. they're like, oh, maybe we should check the basement, and then all of a sudden he like brings her up. And then set her on the floor and they're like, whoa, you know, first off, the whole crime scene was trampled on as it was because there was so many people in and out of the house. But they thought it was strange that he asked his friend to go down. And I think he asked his friend to look in that the room that they found her. And then he swooped in and grabbed her and carried her upstairs. And then yeah. the whole DNA testing of her underwear ended up leading to somebody that actually worked at the manufacturing plant where the underwear was made. So that person's DNA was on the underwear so that, you know, that lead went away. So that's that's right. what I thought I remembered hearing. But I'm sure there's all sorts of different uh, spins on it and nothing that's... Yeah, I think Nothing's ever been solved. I, yeah, now that I think of it, I think the the theory was that it was a it was a different like her body was faked or something like that. That could be. I could see them, you know, spinning that too. But who knows? I mean, you just don't know. Exactly. You have to believe what you're told. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. What's the next question? How did you first become interested in the flat earth theory and what led you to explore and discuss it on your podcast? So back in 2020, I heard this story of um, Admiral Byrd um, during uh, World War II. Um, and they were, they or it was shortly after World War II, one or the other. And he was exploring Antarctica. So he had this ship and, a, and this huge crew um, out in, in Antarctica, and him and, an, and uh, another pilot went, uh, took a plane off to go up over the ice wall and, and stuff. And in his diary, he describes being intercepted by these uh, these aircrafts that you know came out of the water um, in the in in the Ant Antarctic Ocean, um, and they. And so they basically intercepted their plane um, and brought him to like this, this place that was like, um, it was green grass and it was warm, but it was so surrounded by um, all this ice and snow. And they had not, or 
maybe they didn't bring him there, but they were speaking to him through the, the comms of the ship and they had Nazi symbols on their spaceships. And it was, he basically described them as spaceships, not like uh, airplanes or anything. They were some kind of aircrafts that didn't look of human technology, according to him. And they had Nazi symbolism on their ships. And they told him that they, he needed to, you know, turn around and that they won't uh, fire on him on them and they 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 outnumbered him and when he when they were flying over the ice wall they saw the, you know the woolly, woolly mammoths and um, they saw this you know area that was in green that was green grass and and they saw more land on the other side um, that continued on uh, so that's one of the based theories of the flat earth and what has caused you know many people um, to go down the rabbit hole and to test their theories, you know. And but his son, Admiral Byrd's son, um, it's there's there's this weird discrepancy on the journal that you know because this was all written in in uh, Admiral Byrd's journal, and it kind of looks like all that stuff that part that talks about the weird stuff is in. Um, like a different handwriting and uh, his son has been accused of you know like faking the story and stuff but you know you never know um, he could have been writing it in like this duress of some kind after experiencing this and what better way to like control a population or the like the vibrate that vibration than to um, lie about you know how much you know, of the world there actually is. Right. So I like to, I like to listen to people's theories and stuff. Not that I actually believe, you know, that it, the earth is actually flat. Um, I just find, I just find the topic so, so interesting. And if it's, I mean, if that really happened, like that's, that's weird. And you see all these like videos too of people out in Antarctica and like the, these weird things happen when they get to the wall. Like um, there was this one video um, of this ship out there and it, it was more like of a personalized um, ship, like a small, like um, fishing ship kind of. Okay. And they're approaching the ice wall. Then all of a sudden these waves just start fucking start coming. And it was almost looked like there was like some kind of like sea monster. It, like you couldn't see anything, but it would like, it looked like this huge like fish or something was like forcing coming up towards the like brink of the water, but not coming out of the water and forcing this boat away from the wall. And if you visit Antarctica, you have to stay on base. You're not allowed to leave the base or else you'll run into like soldiers and stuff that will basically escort you back. So that's another weird thing. Like to to visit Antarctica, you can't go anywhere. Well, don't you have, um, basically have to be a scientist in order to visit it? Yeah, that too. That too. Um, you have to get like you have to get all these credentials to go out there. You have to get uh, permission and all that stuff from uh, I don't know what government to or anything. It might be UN, maybe that yeah, you need. I to, think it is. Yeah. So that is oddly peculiar, but yeah, no, the 
that's uh, pretty much the basis is the Admiral Byrd experience. It had led me to that. And then, you know, I, I researched the, the moon landing. I've watched the video like a hundred times, which is, <laughs> it's odd uh, to me about a lot of things about it. And it's weird that we haven't gone back and that we can't seem to how to figure out how to go back, especially with the way technology is now. Um, so, yeah, kind of weird. It is. Um, how do flat earth supporters address scientific evidence supporting a spherical earth? And what arguments do they commonly present to challenge the mainstream science? Deep. There's these like uh, cameras that supposedly can see like thousands of miles. And if you go out into the ocean and you're filming from land, because you know how like supposedly if the if there's a curvature, um, that's why you can't see anything out further. But you honestly, our human eye can only see so far. Right. To begin, which you would never be able to see any kind of curvature. But they also say that um, to like the scientists or whatever, or really anybody that believes in uh, the glo- uh, the spherical uh, globe, uh, when you see a ship out into the ocean, how come you see ocean, but you see the top of the 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 ship? You can't see the whole thing, but the flat earthers will be like, well, you, you can only see the top of it because of like, you know, miraging from sun glare, you know, stuff like that. Um, But they use these cameras that can see like forever away. And they were out on a boat and with one camera and on land with another, and they were measuring and it didn't seem to cause, have a, a curve from where there was is supposed to be a curve um and then the stars the stars is another thing how come we see the same stars in the same almost the same positions every night um the north star is always in the same spot Uh, how come if we're a sphere hurling through earth at thousands of miles i mean the galaxy at thousands of miles how come the same star the north star is in the same exact spot every single night that is true i've never thought of that i've never thought about the north star i guess i didn't realize it was in the same spot but the constellations constantly move they move throughout the seasons but i never realized the north star was always in the stationary yeah huh yeah because they use the stars to navigate back in the day you know that is interesting. Interesting stuff. So, and then they say that the uh, clouds give it away too. How come the, um, if we're a gas ball, how come the bottom of the clouds are flat and then the tops of them are big and fluffy? I'm going to have to look the clouds closer now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I never thought of that or noticed that either. I just noticed the fun little shapes in them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to look at the shapes all the time when I was a kid. I love doing that. It's like all of a sudden you'll see something and you're like, oh, it looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, but I also think that you can't really tell that the bottoms of them are flat from the bottom. I think they talk more talk about being like in the sky with them. And okay. They more like the bottom ones are more flat on the bottom and then they're just like this big combustion of bubbles on top so okay 
Um, there's another one. It's, uh, you know how, like, when the sun shines through glass, it gives this, like, a... Prism effect. Um, yeah, and you see that naturally in outside sometimes. Right. So, like, the, the theory is that we're in a glass jar sometimes. That's another <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. So. It's interesting, but, yeah. I mean, I can see, yeah. it, see it either way, you know, because that would be more like water droplets in the air, you know, which... You know, if you ever shine light through water, you kind of get that prism effect, too. Yeah. There's another one that gravity doesn't exist. We're just, um, it's the buoyancy in, in us because we're tech, we're in water. And I'm, I just, I don't know about that one at all. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's kind of far. <laughs> yeah, I think if we... You say, if, I would think we would realize if we were in water, especially with all the electronics that people have nowadays. Yeah, it baffles yeah. me that there's so many different theories out there. You know, like uh, some people have some really vivid imaginations when it comes to this flat earth theory. Yeah. And uh, I, I kind of came up with my own version of my flat earth. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we'll be doing a... Separate from your interview, we're gonna Jeremy's gonna be doing a story on the flat earth and stuff. And he went into it, and that'll be on an um, I don't know, is it this episode or another episode? I'm not sure, but it will uh, he goes into his his own kind of plays fun with it. And then the other night, he asked me to, We'll be back after these messages. Hey, Murderitas, I'm Danica. We are the mother-daughter hosts of Murder and Mimosas, a true crime podcast that strives to focus on lesser-known cases. We personally think these episodes go down a little bit better with a mimosa. So grab yours and get ready because every Saturday at brunch time is a new episode. You can listen to us on any podcast platform. help him do some stuff you know to play some fun with it too and so I went into um I kind of went with like water-based animals and then land-based animals like uh Nessie's actually a a submarine a secret submarine <laughs> so we we kind of had some fun with it so we you know he goes into the whole theories and what they say and what they believe and then he goes into his own play of it. So we're doing like a kind of like our own fictional supernatural, which is going to be fun. So you'll have to make sure to listen yeah, to that. Yeah, Very comedic version of Flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, I have like, what did I have? Yeti as like the Antarctic. Um, basically, he was like, the police of the Antarctic or something. He like patrols the Antarctic and keeps everybody away. And <laughs> yeah, we had some fun with it. <laughs> so, uh, what sparked your interest in the paranormal cryptids and the unknown? And how did you decide to dive into podcasting about these topics? I have a lot of, uh, paranormal experiences throughout my life. So that's, where basically where it started my one of my earliest memories is is of shadow figures and so i've you know i've i've experienced a lot of i've seen, I've seen 
a lot of shadow people and I, I see shadow people in the house that I'm in right now. Um, I haven't seen them in a couple weeks now, but I'm sure one of them will pop its head in at, at some point. I heard a knock on my door, the other, my studio door the other day and nobody was here. It was only me and my dog in the house. So it's kind of weird, but that's what, you know, sparked my interest And then movies and stuff. Like I'm a huge horror fan. Right. Um, I love, love all of it is slasher um it could be uh cheesy and corny or you know realistic and you know uh i I like the ghost stuff like especially at night too um especially when i was like a teenager i would watch uh, a ghost movie and um you know scare myself and then (laughs) um i would like test myself in the darkness although like if 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 anything after it like a horror uh, like a ghostly movie um at night and there was a noise i'd run um at any time um, i probably still would know <laughs> my sister says if uh out of everybody that she knows that um if if out of everybody she knows were to if anyone were to survive a horror movie it would be me because i don't ask questions or anything i just run based <laughs> off of it <laughs> yeah did you uh grow up in a haunted house then or well, I don't know if it was haunted, but there was definitely weird stuff happening because like, we moved around a lot. Um, so all my experiences are, you know, a lot of them are other places. So pretty much there's at least one experience in almost almost everywhere that that I've lived. But the uh, my grandparents' house is where I saw most of it. That's where the property next to them, that's where in the woods that's where the mushroom people were um the shadow people in their basement um i saw apparition out on their swing set in their backyard was that the spaghetti uh, guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> you gotta tell that story i was nine years old um i had tried to take my own life uh, um with the with a blade and um, obviously didn't succeed because if I did, I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now. We're um, glad of that. And, uh, yeah, so I was out on, on, on the swing two weeks after this happened and I just see something out of the corner of my eye by myself and I'm like, somebody's on this, there's nobody on the swing. And I turn my head and it's this old guy sitting on the swing next to me can see completely right through him. And, um, you know, it's a lot like what kind of what, you know, a lot of movies depict a ghost where it's just like, you know, wispy, wavy white and you can see through it. And his face was distorted. I couldn't see like any kind of like facial features or anything. But for some reason, I knew he was old um, and he had something in his lap, like in his hands. And I know I knew I know it's stringy, but I couldn't like I what I can only like describe it as was he was either knitting or so like a ball like a bunch of yarn in his hands or a bowl of noodles that's i don't I, I i have no idea or no recollection of you know what it what it actually was but i just know that it was it was stringy so and that's how, be, how he became spaghetti man <laughs> i call him spaghetti man oh <laughs> <laughs> Came spaghetti man, uh, and uh, he just uh, he goes, "Hey, be patient." I was like, "About what?" He's like, "Man, eh, you'll know." I was like, "Oh, 
all right. And then I, you know, uh, it was like, you know, sleep paralysis, but obviously I'm not sleeping. I'm out on the fucking swing, swing set and I'm just staring at the ground and I want to run so bad, but I couldn't move. And it felt like forever. It was probably only two minutes. Um, and I finally turned my head and he wasn't there. Crazy. So, well, I think he was giving you a premonition of your future with your podcast because with your podcast, you open a platform for so many people to be able to listen and talk about things that other people may look down their nose or may look at differently. You open the whole platform for mental health. So you make it a safe place for people and you're helping people through the airwaves because they're they know that it's okay to think the way they think they know it's okay to you know that these things are happening that they can't understand and so I think that was a premonition to you being able to create this wonderful thing for people to feel like they have a safe space yeah thank you thank you for that I think um I think he was definitely alluding to to now with everything that's, you know, has gone on, you know, I, you know, I, I attempted twice and, um, thought about it a third time when I was 30 and, um, I don't know, just the things my kids and I have the opportunities to experience now. And, you know, all the people that I'm meeting through, uh, doing this podcast and the traveling that I'm doing for the podcast just to, to network and stuff like that has been, uh, really rewarding for my own spiritual growth. That Like, I don't even care about growing the podcast. I just want to talk to people, you know? Right. And I think that's the true organic thing about your podcast is that you are truly there to listen and to talk and to share. And that is something that, you know, a lot of podcasts don't have. You have a really great platform and the way that you go about everything is phenomenal. That's why I found it so easy to binge. I couldn't wait to hear the next story. I couldn't wait to hear the next guest and the things that happen, like the crazy things with that one, uh, the guy that I can't remember his name now, where you actually had voices coming through oh, yeah. during the podcast and how some of these people have been able to be joined together and you know, so it's, you know, you've helped, you've helped other people with other things and uh, some guests have been helping other guests and it's just a, a incredible community and the way that you do it is phenomenal. So you definitely need to give yourself a big pat on the back. You're making me cry, Tracy. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to make you cry. I'm just, I'm speaking the truth. I mean, you do, you have a phenomenal platform and I'm very, very blessed that I found this group of people and was able to, you know, hear all these different stories, you know, like Farah and her blog that she has now. I mean, she's going totally. Farah was the conversation cabin. Now she's Sinister Studio. Sinister Studio. And yep. she has created a blog that she goes raw. She talks about all of her life events and. That's a lot of stuff that people try to hide and they want to just get out here and they want to try to just make it big. But that's not what it's about. It's about 
you know, sharing your story, sharing your experiences, sharing stories of others. And that I think is what is really important. And I think that's where our small indie pods are going to make a difference someday. I 100% agree. Um, the, the, uh, just the, the love from everybody and, and stuff like has been the best part of this entire thing. So, Oh, definitely. Um, it's helped a lot from a lot of like I used, I talk about it a lot on the on the show too. Like I used to be really introverted. It was hard to get myself to talk to anybody about anything. Um, but yes, to, to I mean to go. I mean even to go back to the the question, what got me into the podcast? Like um, when I I used to honestly, I thought podcasts were kind of stupid for the longest time. And I was like, who the hell wants to listen to other people talk about, you know, just talk. Right. Like, I, I, you know, um, and I, you know, I started with Joe Rogan um, and then I got into a conspiracy podcast and that one was crazy. And, you know, I'm, I'm anti-vax. So like a lot of uh, things that the conspiracy guys were getting into, I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, not that I have a problem with anybody who, you know, uh, gets vaccinated at all by anything or any of them or anything like that. It's just not for me. Um, they had the conspiracy podcast had a, a, a paranormal podcast guy on and his story was freaking crazy. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. So I started listening to his podcast. And then uh, a friend of mine also had his own podcast that he doesn't do it anymore, but I was a guest on his show and we just talked about random stuff, kind of like, you know, Joe Rogan style. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I was listening to this paranormal podcast and I was like, I want to talk to people about ghosts and shit. Like I want to hear people. (laughs) That's that's where I kind of got into it too. I started listening to, I got with our jobs, we have so much time that it's, we're not communicating with people. We we basically own our own cleaning company. So we do in we do, you know, residential and commercial cleaning. So you're in houses mm-hmm. all by yourself. And I got so tired of listening to music. I'm listening to the same thing over and over and over again. So then I found yeah. podcasts and then I was listening to some of the bigger podcasts. And now I don't listen to any of the big ones anymore. I've gone all indie. I've gone all with our our circle. I'm trying to get through everyone's and that way, yeah, I'll be all caught up, and then I can just each week listen to everyone's ep- episodes and stuff. And but Jeremy is a major introvert as well. Yeah, you think? So this was <laughs> really hard for him to. He supported me in wanting to do this, but it was way out of his comfort zone. It still is. <laughs> yeah. I, Eventually, I, it won't. Yeah, I don't know. I fight myself. Every time we record, it's like <laughs> really hard. Yes, you've gotten better though. I don't have to like convince you as much, especially when we do crossovers. <laughs> he gets he likes to get in his head a little bit, but I keep telling him like just let your natural personality that I see shine through. And when we had David and Amanda on, Jeremy made the comment about being introverted, and David was like, "What?" No way. He goes, I would have never got that from listening to you. And he is, he's a major introvert. <laughs> yeah. 
I can tell uh, from listening, listening, I can tell just because I am also like, um, you're a little reserved. I feel like with the, the, the words you choose. Yes, oh, definitely. I think <laughs> about everything I say. Yes. And so I'm, do I. I'm the exact opposite. I'm the, I'm the extrovert and I end up stumbling over my words because my brain is going so fast and I have so much that I want to say that I don't spit it out right all the time. <laughs> I, I think I'm that, actually at that point now is where I'm getting ahead of myself and I'm just like, it's just like the fumbling that I just did over the word peculiar. I'm yeah. just like, oh. <laughs> words are hard. <laughs> that's what editing's for. Yeah. And I, I think that's really the only reason I'm still in this is because I like the editing part of it. I like learning. So I find that part of it fun. Yeah, he's a major techie. Yeah. Because I hate editing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I go deep. <laughs> he does. He goes, well, I'll go through and edit at times when we're getting like backlogged or if we're getting to crunch time to get the episode out, I'll go in and edit. He's taught me the basics. And so I'll go in and do some stuff, and then he'll always go over my edits again. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So among paranormal phenomenon, cryptids, and the unknown, do you have a favorite topic or creature that you find particularly fascinating or mysterious? Um, I feel like Dogman out of the cryptids would be extremely mysterious and uh interesting just because of um what like so there you know werewolf or um or whatever that it could be um some people think it's a he's it's a government experiment some people think that um they work for the government some people think that they are uh soldiers turned into you know dogs and stuff and um, you know, whenever somebody has this sighting, it's there's a like a, this metal sound, like a portal door, or or, or maybe even like an underground base door opening up, and then this creature is out there, and it's probably one of the scarier of the of the cryptids. I don't, you know, I, out of all the cryptids that that I know of, I feel like this one. Uh, this one's going to take my life if I ever don't drink. Yes. Yeah. Anytime I hear about Dogman, I always, uh, you know, there's similarities to like Bigfoot. And so I kind of, I don't know. Some, some of the stories are really alike in that aspect. Well, and with, yeah. yeah. And with Dogman, there's, oh, go ahead. Sorry. A lot of them are, Dogman and Bigfoot are seen together, like in the in the like the same experience. Not like essentially like they're actually together at the same time. Okay, but within like the same night, like the Beast of Briar Road in Wisconsin. Um, yeah, it sounds like very similar to a Dogman. Yeah, and then you got the the Beast in the or the werewolf of the LBL or whatever, the wolf of the LBL or mm-hmm. beast of the LBL. Uh, Martin Groves has uh, uh, a wild experience out there with his hunting buddy where he literally saw a dog man being held back by uh, like a, a collar 
and a leash of that were made of chains by Bigfoot. So, and he wrote two books on that. Wow. And I really want to talk to him. That is very cool. Yeah. The guy that you interviewed, um, to the tomato fields book. Um, yeah, I actually reached out to him or I think we followed each other on Instagram and then he thanked me for the follow and sent me the link to his book. And then I asked him if he had ever been on um, a podcast for an interview. And it was funny because like two weeks later, I was listening to your podcast and you had him on there. I'm like, yay, somebody's interviewing him. Very cool story there, too. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a wicked nice guy, too. He's a lot of fun to talk to. Definitely. Well, I think we'll have one final question. And this one is, have you ever visited a location known for paranormal activity or cryptid sightings? And if so, did you experience anything out of the ordinary? Absolutely. So I recently went to the Huckamuck Swamp inside the Bridgewater Triangle in Massachusetts. Um, I went with Exploring with Phil um, on YouTube. So there's a whole video on it. Um we think we heard the portal door open for like a dog man. We heard the, like the metal, like a metal door and um, his word, his word bank that for um, that, you know, the spirits or entities that can speak to um, will put submit words into. We heard that metal sound. And then the word bank says door. Wow. And then, uh, he heard what sounded like a dog was behind him, like a dog, like it sounded like somebody, somebody was walking their dog up behind him and he, it freaked him out. Um, and I heard it too, uh, but it sounded more like just like somebody shuffling. Like I thought he was just like, cause I, I think I had my back to him at the time and I just heard like a, a shuffling sound and I thought it was him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the spirit box, we got a lot of wicked cool um replies so i'm penobscot uh indian here in front uh it's a tribe here in maine and um so the huckamuck swamp is you know um was land for the wapanog people and uh to hear the uh um the the spirit box say penobscot uh say my name and say podcast uh in such a short amount of time was that's crazy it, it gave me um and then and then it told us to look out uh uh get out of the way and we're like what are we what are we in the way of and then they said bigfoot what <laughs> <we're> like, Shit. <laughs> so i'm like uh you're standing in his portal <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I threw a rock into the woods and phil's like can you throw that back at us i was like preferably not at my head <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> let me be specific here <laughs> throw it <Yeah>. that direction <laughs> yeah and then uh on the sls camera we saw a bunch of little people oh very cool now this was after you went to Florida and did the in the Estes session with um, 
Oh, I'm mind blocking their name now. Wasn't that before <laughs> this experience too? Yeah, it was literally like a week before. And you know what the um, Estes is, Jeremy? Nope. Where they're blindfolded and they have the oh, noise yeah. canceling okay. headphones yeah. on and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's 305 Paranormal. Yes, Black 305. Paranormal. Yes. Together they, uh, and but they're also a part of a bigger uh, group called War Party Paranormal. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Mondo, uh, who goes by Mr. Uh, 305 Paranormal on Instagram, um, he asked Spirit to, you know, touch my shoulder. And then right after that, uh, it felt like my shoulder was being squeezed. So, yeah, that was pretty interesting. I listened to that. Well, I, you know, I listened to all of those episodes, but that one I couldn't wait when you guys were talking about the Estes session, I kept waiting because you kept saying you were going to Florida and I was like so excited to hear because you'd never really gone on a ghost hunt. And yes. so I was like super excited. And then you were, you know, talking about this Estes session that you did. And that was they did a great job of putting, you know, putting that together for you. And um, it was fun to listen to. It was very fun. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think I could do what you did with like just sitting in a room, but I don't think I could do what Farah did. I don't know if you heard what she did an Estes in her cave. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she was just on the, uh, on, um, I think it's episode 81 right now, uh, where she talked about the going into the cave and stuff. Oh, she's on. Oh, I'm going to have to listen to that one. Oh my gosh. When I was watching the, video the youtube video that her and courtney did on that and i'm like get her out of there (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean the skinwalkers are not something to mess with (laughs) if they think there's skinwalkers in there but yeah yeah i just i love uh, hearing all of these stories and all of the and it's fun because when you get into this like our little group or whatever, we learn from we learn from each other and we're learning more about each other from everybody's podcasts and stuff. And so that makes it fun. And like with a lot yes. of these questions, obviously we're not doing video, but when we wrote the questions, because, you know, listening to your show, I know a lot of your stories and every time we'd ask a question, I'd kind of nod my head. I'm like, yes, that's the story I wanted him to tell. (laughs) What I had in mind, (laughs) you know? So, but why don't you go ahead and give us uh, one final reminder of where we can find you? All right. So it's uh, where the weird ones are on Facebook and Instagram. Um, the website where the weird ones are podcast.com. You can even leave a rating and a review on the website, uh, for the show. If you, uh, if you happen to be on YouTube or, or, or if you don't for, or if you're like on Amazon and you're listening through that or something like that, or mm-hmm. one of the platforms that don't allow you to do ratings and ratings and review. So, uh, the website, you can find all the stuff like, uh, the store, the merch store. And, um, I, I started a blog on there too. So, uh, TikTok is Kevin, this is, and, um, yeah, if any of anybody who listens to your show, if they have a story that they're interested in 
and telling and they want to be featured on the show, they can reach out to me at where the weird ones are at gmail.com and we can set something up. And I'm assuming everybody can find you guys on uh, Apple and Spotify and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so the platforms that the show's on is Amazon music, Spotify, Apple podcast, iHeartRadio, and then videos on Rumble and YouTube. Very cool. Awesome. Definitely check him out. He will have you wanting more with each episode. So it's a great show, people. Yes. And it's different content, which is nice. It's not, you know, the same stories being retold by different people. It's it's all raw content. But well, thank you, Kevin, for coming on and blessing us with your presence and again i encourage everyone go listen to his show thank you guys i appreciate you having me on and i can't wait for you guys to come on to my show yes next wait. month i'm it's excited gonna, <laughs> gonna have to figure out all my ghosty stories <laughs> <laughs> all right well you have a great day you as well right. take care catch you later kevin bye yes sir bye Wow, guys, what an episode, huh? Kevin was great. He certainly was. What fun stories. And we got to, you know, dive into a lot of different things. Well, we went deep, people. We went deep. (laughs) Went really deep. Well, thank you, Kevin, for joining us. Everybody, please go check out his podcast. You won't be disappointed. And we've got some exciting episodes coming up in the next few weeks. Jeremy's going to go off of this episode a little bit and dive more into the flat earth theory. And he's going to bring his own theories into it. We have the Palmer House story with special guest Jenny, where she's going to kind of tell us some of her ghost stories and about paranormal investigations. And we're going to go into some cursed movies. And then we're going to have... Nash from Chasing Legends, a cryptid hunter on the show. So I tell you, the next few weeks are going to be pretty amazing. Exciting. But until then, keep on creeping on, everybody. Later. We love you. Smell you later. Bye-bye. Love you. Thanks for hanging out with us here at Total Conundrum. Please make sure to check out our website and blog at TotalConundrum.com. For news, upcoming events, merch, bloopers, and additional hysteria, you never know what will pop up, so be sure to follow along. If you want to show your support for Total Conundrum and gain access to all of our bonus content, please visit our Patreon page. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The links are available in our show notes. If you have any questions, comments, recommendations, or stories to share, please email us at contact at totalconundrum.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the love. Keep on creeping on, mother cluckers.